Welcome to the fourth episode of How Did Town Get On, where tonight we'll be looking back at November. I'm joined as always by David Hall. Hiya, mate. Hello, Ryan. You okay? Good, mate. Thank you. And this week's guest, another in the illustrious line of left-sided ballers we've had in recent years, Kyle Brownhill. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. You okay? Yeah, buzzing. So, in answer to the question, How Did Town Get On last month? Pretty well, to be honest. Better than the previous three. Uh, I'm going to start on a sombre note, however, because we like to keep things in time order here. It probably linked into my next question anyway. You were on the wrong end of a shocking challenge last year playing for Hyde just before New Year. If anyone's going to watch it, you can find it, but viewer discretion would be advised. You required an operation. What was your injury? Was it your knee? Was it your leg? And how were you back for pre-season? Because I've seen the tackle and it was shocking. So, yeah, it was, um, like I say, it was a Boxing Day fixture against Staley Bridge. So, obviously, Derby Day. Um, like I say, it's fiery, and yeah, it was a it was a bad tackle. I knew straight away something happened because I'm not one to stay on the floor. Um, if I get tackled, but I knew straight away something happened, and then I went for a scan, and then the scan come back that I had to have um a meniscus root repair, and then I had a, like a grade two ACL, PCL, and a bone slight bone fracture. So luckily, I didn't have to have anything done to those two advise It would have been much longer. With the meniscus root repair, the the consultant was just able to, he said, I can literally get it because it was snapped and pull it back across and stitch it back together, obviously inside the knee. But with um, the rehab work, obviously I don't know if you know, um, my trade is a personal trainer, so got my own studio. So I was with the rehab, I was able to do the rehab quite a lot. And with going private, I was going there with physio and also getting like the hydrotherapy work there. So basically it was, it was about putting the rehab work in, which sometimes a lot of people, I know it's boring, but to get, obviously you've got to do it and um, you get back obviously in the right time. And fortunately for me, I got back quicker than what I was expected. Um, so pre-season, obviously I went in at Hyde and I spent the whole pre-season there and I literally came back into playing the games where the last pre-season friendly, I got about half an hour. So obviously I didn't have much game time either. So I say it was a it was a hard to take because I hate being injured, but it was just about listen, it's a setback. Obviously, I've I've just got to get on with it now. It's happened, and obviously I can't dwell on it. I've just got to get myself back and get fit. You joined after the season started. Uh, Felly was saying in August that the chance to sign you kind of fell into his lap. The Hyde fans were sad to see you go. Was it difficult for you? Um, yeah, it was because listen, me and uh, obviously the gaffer know each other from when I played under the gaffer at Ramsbottom. Um, so we've always kept in touch um, every season. And I'm a people who know me. I am a loyal lad. So obviously at Hyde, I was playing there, and even under every manager that came in, I enjoyed my time there. I did really enjoyed it. Um, but then pre-season, obviously came back in, and there was just a bit of an altercation with the manager. It wasn't. Obviously, anything major, but it just ended up breaking terms down between me and him. So it was just right to part ways. And when, obviously, the gaffer found out about that, he was straight on the phone. And I'm very lucky and I appreciate that he gave me that opportunity to come and sign for Lancaster. Not to keep going on about your injury and operation, but you did promise a Kyle 2.0 on Twitter in February after it? Yeah, I think you are getting, um, obviously, 
me coming back is it was that fully focused to get fitter and stronger and people know me i do always keep fit obviously it's my job as well but um a lot of lads know me for being very fit and i think i have come back and with the style of play the gaffer plays um like i said we did that at ramsbottom as well and it does suit me very well and he did get a good ver- very good version of me at ramsbottom um with confidence and got the best out of me so i think you are seeing like you say a two point zero. Now, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I have it on good authority. You left a message for the opponents on Evangelionos' hat-trick ball at Morpeth. Uh, I'm going to give you the floor here. W- would you like to confirm or deny these allegations? Yeah, I'll confirm them. Obviously, there's a certain part of the car school. Uh, yeah, I did write something on it, but listen, I've, whenever I go into Morpeth, I've actually never won there. And just the way the game went... <clears throat> Uh, we've obviously playing them a couple of times in quick succession. It was just obviously the, the way it was going, like I say, with the, the officials and stuff that day. It was just, it's like I say, it's emotions. They run high, don't they? And that, that's me. And obviously, even and Nico was part of the car school. And like I say, with me, Nico, Dale and Enoch, we've got, obviously, we're close together. So obviously, I was buzzing for him to get that hat trick. Now, your Google stats tell us that your goal against Warrington in October was your first year career because it only really gives you league stats. Is that true? <laughs> That's funny you say that. So, no, it's not. So, um, when I was at Hyde in the, say, you know, literally just touching 200 uh, league appearances, I never scored there. And it was an ongoing thing that everyone used to have a laugh about, um, have a lot of banter about it. But before then, so I've been at, like you say, I've been at, I've been at Telford, I've been at Ramsbottom and I've scored everywhere else apart from Telford it was apart, and then Hyde, I didn't score and obviously I was there for a long period of time so it was just a, an ongoing thing and a bit of banter that always went on at the club there Are you finding you're getting more chances when you're at Lancaster? Yeah, so like I touched on with the way, the style of play um, we play is obviously it gives me more chance to obviously attack and I think, let's like, say, with the tactics we've got, with obviously Sam on the right hand side, who's got a great diag, is it's we're creating a lot of chances, and I think obviously we're more solid at the back with a three, and obviously the midfielders protecting like Calps. Obviously, I've still got my defensive duties, but I don't have to worry as much as if I was um, an out and out left back. This podcast has evolved into a biopic four months in. I'm loving it. We're finally going to move on to what actually happened in November now. Stafford on the uh, on the fifth, we got beat two one at home. We probably deserved a point at least. We had a load of territory in the first half. We hit the post twice in the second. Conceded a goal from a lad that Felly thought and a lot of people thought he shouldn't have been on the pitch after he, he bust Teague's head open and he was interfering with play and he was offside. Yeah, so like I say, that was a hard one to take because like I say, we had a lot of territory and we knew it was going to be a tough game. It was, we knew it was going to be a scrap. It always is against Stafford. Um, that's the way they are. And then to concede the way we did... With the first goal, like you say, obviously with the offside, splitting Teague's head open. It was a mistake as well after that. So it was a few errors. So to, like say, to concede that goal, it was, like I say, we're a bit gutted about that. And then second half, we had quite a lot of chances as well, second half. So it was coming off the back of, like say, October where we were in games and we're coming out on the wrong side of games. And I think that's the difference you've seen in November is we're coming out on the right side of games. So it was a game, like say, we didn't feel we should have been beaten, especially with Stafford at that time. They were up near the top as well. 
So going on to the game a few days after that, it was away at Mask, um, a 3-2 win. Nice to have a bit of luck uh, with Brad's goal and then the penalty, which I've heard varying opinions on from where I stood. I'd, I'd, I'd have been screaming for it, but I don't think it was. In conditions as windy as they were and the position you play, does this make the game harder for you, especially in the second half when they had the wind with them? So, like say, first half, we were fantastic. We were really good. Uh, front foot, aggressive. And like I said, that's what we are about. Obviously, the wind and the conditions, um, you, you play with them. It, it's a known thing you do. But then second half, we did go in at half time and said, listen, they are going to do what we did to them first half with the conditions. And I would say at the moment, we've got a thing of conceding early, say in the first half or the second half. And then obviously it's natural to drop a little bit deeper, especially with the conditions, how it was. And as a player, yeah, if it's really windy and rainy, you've kind of got to adjust your position because say, for example, I can't pull out wide and stay really stretched out wide. Sometimes if the wind's that bad, because anyone who's trying to hit a diagonal pass, Obviously, it's not reaching, so you want to try and get involved in the game more. But also, if someone does that and it breaks down to a midfielder and they break, obviously, your is a much further distance to run, obviously, in that weather to get back and do your defensive duties. And that's kind of what happened for the first goal. Obviously, I pulled out wide, it's broke down, put it out to the right the right winger who came on. And like I say, it was a good good finish, to be fair. So, yeah, the conditions do play. And it's like, say, it was uh, Ashton. Look at Ashton United a couple of weeks ago. Is that was the same. The conditions were horrendous. Um, but that's when you just got to get hold of the game, manage it. And it's one of them that if you come out 1-0 winners, then you're buzzing with it. Whitby a week later, 2-1 win, 93rd minute, no better way of winning it. Didn't play as well as we did at Stafford. Felly was appalled by the first half performance. And then we definitely grew into it after conceding the first two minutes. And then Dale Whitham give us and himself our just rewards with his goal. Yeah, first half... We were, like I say, we weren't good enough. And with the gaffer saying that, that's because he knows the team that we have got is a really good team. And the standards for us, we know, obviously, the standards that we have to set. Um, so it wasn't very good. But they like say then we got we had a little bit of a change of shape because they were playing a diamond. And then, obviously, we got hold of the game then. And like you say, winning in the 93rd minute, whatever it was, um, away from home, which Whitby, always a tough place to go to. Conditions are normally terrible as well there, but they were actually okay that day. Obviously, another three points on the road, and we're coming home buzzing. So, yeah, coming home buzzing from Whitby, then a week later we was coming home, um, I would say, dejected from Chester. It's always a sickener losing a game in the last minute, especially when we played well and had the chances, and it says something when their keeper got man of the match. How was the mood in the changing rooms after the game? Did you all think it was a chance missed? And also, with your chance, did you think it was over the line? Wow, yeah, Chester. Oh, God, that was that was a a horrible... You know, that was one of the games where I found that very, very hard to take. Just because, obviously, you're playing against a team, a league above, who are flying. As you can see, they're near the top of the league. Um, they're on they're winning, obviously, they're on a streak of wins. And we've gone there and we've nullified them, especially first half. We've had chances. If they always goes in, do you know what I mean? We're going in um, 2-0. And I reckon that changes the game second half. And then second half, I think, same again, we've come out and we've played well. Obviously, they've made changes shape um, to come at us a little bit more. But I still think, like I say, we had the Brad Carroll chance. We had my chance. So we had the chances to put it to bed and that's what hurt so much. Like, is we could have been 3-4-0 up. 
before obviously the last 10 minutes where we ended up getting beat and personally I do think it went over the line but that's just me um, obviously I'm going to say that um, Nico wasn't too sure because he was following it up but looking at the video from the angle it does look like it's into me but as you've seen with obviously what's going on in the World Cup with uh, Japan the other day you never know with the camera angles and then we followed that devastating result back to winning ways on the road again back at back at one of your old stomping grounds at Ewan Fields a game which was dampened by the injury to Kalen. Um, I honestly thought the game would have been abandoned. Um, was that ever on the cards, do you know? And what was it like returning to Ewan Fields? So, with the game at Hyde, like I say, I thought we took our performance from Chester into that game. I thought, like I say, first half were fantastic. Like I say, we had great shape about us. We stopped them from doing what they wanted to do. Obviously got the lead. Then obviously half-time came. And then obviously it was really unfortunate what happened to Kalen. All absolutely gutted for him because he's been having a great season. And then when that happened, like I say, we stopped for a good 25 minutes, half an hour. And there was talks of it. Um, I think the talk was if they couldn't move him off the pitch, if it was broken, because I know, I think Paul and the, the physio at Hyde, Lucy, they managed to pop it back into place. So I think if that couldn't have happened, I think the game would have been abandoned. But even with that game, stopping for that amount of period of time, obviously having to get warm again, then playing for pretty much another, what was it, 45 minutes an hour, it's hard. And even when they went out to 10 men, it was another thing, obviously, we conceded early in, it, in that second half. And it's that thing, obviously, we need to, which we're obviously saying this, we don't want to drop back too much and let the pressure come onto us, especially at someone somewhere like Hyde, because obviously they're absolutely flying at the moment. And on a personal note, no, it was nice to go back there because... Like I said, there's no hard feelings. I left there on good terms with everybody. Um, so when I went back, obviously, everyone was really welcoming. And But at the end of the day, obviously, when you go across that white line, your your mindset changes. And that was that's always been my mindset, obviously, during that game. They were not mates and stuff like that. But then, obviously, before the game and after the game, yeah, obviously, back having a laugh and uh, friends. Last league game in November, 1-0 win at home to Ashton United. Three points is three points. I was listening to Cleggy uh, on their YouTube channel. He said they had loads missing for illness. They'd only got the keeper that morning. Uh, they reckon it, the goal was harsh on them. In fairness, I wouldn't have complained with a point, but I think if anyone deserved to win, it was us. Yeah, like I said, the, the conditions were terrible and nothing against, obviously, our pitch, um, but it's not in a great way. So... They, hearing obviously the Cleggy, yeah, he said he's got obviously illnesses and stuff, which I understand, but at the end of the day, you've got to play the team that's obviously in front of you. And I said we could say the same thing about the first couple of months. Obviously, not the first one, because we did really well, but after that, we had a long list of injuries. Our whole team completely changed, and we we're all playing out in different positions and stuff. So, let's say three points is three points, and we carried on obviously the league form, which I think it's been very important for us to get that um, because obviously it brought confidence back in the team, the belief of the squad. And then, let's say, off those wins, it shows how tight the league is, like looking up. But obviously, before this weekend happened, six points off playoffs, but you're six points off relegation zone. So it just shows how close the league is. And I think even with injuries, everyone's everyone in this league from obviously playing this year, there's no easy games. So I do think... A draw, like say, it would have been. It was they. Obviously, it was hard for them to take because it was just a game of territory. Who's gonna Who's gonna make the first mistakes? Gonna win. That's obviously what we we were saying. 
we were on the end of that win, which obviously it was a great feeling. We rounded the month off with a loss against Bamber Bridge in the in the Lancashire Cup. Was it disappointing after setting high standards during the month to end it like that? Yeah, really disappointing because it was a poor performance as well. It's not as if it was a great performance. So it wasn't great. And also, obviously, between obviously Bamber and Lancaster, there's a bit of rivalry there. So the gaffer wasn't happy about it. We know, obviously, what we've got to do when we play them over the Christmas period. So we just need to make sure, obviously, we raise our standards again because we know, everybody knows, everyone who was there knows it was miles off the standard that we should be at. Kyle, thank you very much for joining us, mate. We've thrown a lot at you. Good luck Saturday. Cheers, fellas. Um, thank you for obviously having me on. Um, yeah, fingers crossed it's on and obviously the frost doesn't call it off. And like I say, it's another big game for us and another game that we're looking to take three points off. Yeah, we'll do well to get past the weather, I think. And to you, David, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in, whether you're listening on Aircast or you've made the jump to Spotify with us because we're massive. See you all in January. ta